Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Politics should never be one's religion. Religion should be one's religion. Religion has a place. Religion matters. I I think that in, in all cases, when it comes to organized religion, I personally have issues. Uh, even with with my own Judaism, and and it is, it it is my confrontation. I, it's very possible that you have issues too. It's possible you have no issues whatsoever, or you've worked through your issues. You've come to some kind of peace, or or you are fully in, engaged and 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 fully and truly a believer. And, and to this, I I offer you no ill will whatsoever. I honestly discuss the fact that I I know I'm Jewish. I know that of, of all of my research, this is where I feel at home. This is where I feel comfortable. And I still have issues. And I work through them constantly. And one of the biggest issues I've had over the last 10 years, maybe even longer, is that the politics got so intertwined with the, with the religion that it was no longer a, a, a place of, of refuge. It was no longer a place of joy or of warmth, it was an awful experience. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY, find everything at TonyKatz.com. Religion is religion, and politics is politics. Too much of what we have in today's world, in America, is that the politics have become the religion, that it is an abandonment of, of your religion for this ideology. And that is what moves. That is what, what, what people uh, put, the, put their faith in and, and their existence in. And may, I, don't, I do not know how one uh, engages their own soul that way. How could you? I engage politics as a way of being able to live a better life, create a better nation, create better futures. It is not my religion. It is a system by which one can go about leading their life with the least amount of government interference, which is what I favor. I favor small, functioning government. Small, rational government. Small, effective government. Not no government. I'm a liberty guy, not a a freedom guy. Those things being different, although very, very closely uh, knit, and I favor liberty. And I think the Liberty Society creates the most opportunity for the most amount of people to engage the most amount of freedom. Absolutely. I'll defend it. I'll debate it. I'll I'll do the whole thing. But it's not religion. Religion's something different. I, 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 I watch these people as you do. And this was for forever a, a thing of the political left where the politics were their religion. And the people, the politicians, were their religious icons. And it was a fealty that was quite literally disgusting to watch. Disgusting and despicable and reprehensible and, and in my view, completely un-American and, and as radical as anything I could think of. I have for a while now been discussing my issues when I see this on the political right. 
And certainly uh, I've discussed this when uh, you'll see somebody who says something you like and the next thing you know, oh, log them and glorify them. They're a great conservative icon. Dave Chappelle is not a great conservative icon. He engaged some conversations about free speech that you like. Good. That's terrific. He also thinks that Colin Kaepernick is a hero. So, you know, maybe not. And then whatever conversation he had on stage regarding uh, Israel and, and Hamas, there are things that he says that you agree with and things that he says that you disagree with. But it would take a body of work to be able to show you whether somebody historically has these, these value systems that you can appreciate and then you want to learn from them and, and things like that. But we'll take somebody, we'll take like, we'll take kids. Oh, they said something good. Oh, put them on stage at CPAC or what? That's, that's weird. That's totally, totally weird. And it's why when it comes, for example, to, to Donald Trump, I am not down with idol worship. The idea that Trump is the only one who can save us from ourselves is a madness proposition. My argument has been, when it comes to 2016, I voted for Trump. Trump was a much better choice than Hillary. The odds were that you could get more with Trump than Hillary. The odds played in everybody's favor, and it turned out pretty dang well. He happened to govern as a conservative because that's where he was getting his information from. And in terms of policy, well, I didn't agree with everything, so I'm not a tariffs guy, for example, the, the, there was a result that showed value and America was better off for it. But what I watch now, when people tell me Trump is the only guy, oh no, only Trump can do it. No, what we should be talking about are the lessons learned from Trump of which there are many and they are important and they should be learned and they should be part of the fabric of the Republican party. The lessons learned on how to fight, the importance of fighting, the importance of pushing back, George Bush never pushed back. He was wrong. He has, uh, to some degree, in, in, in tacit uh, statements, uh, uh, admitted uh, that, that he was wrong to not push back on the abuse he was taking from the press. You cannot allow these people to abuse you because the press has proven that they are idol worshipers. The New York Times, the Washington Post, and MSNBC, and CNN, idol worshipers. This is not debate. Only to move narrative... Narrative, narrative to the purpose of their political agenda and not engage a conversation of the facts. As a matter of fact, avoid facts when necessary. And if the facts are too inconvenient, call the people discussing the facts racists and bigots. We've seen it a million times that there is no interest in actual um, journalism. If there was an actress and, and, or... or or, or an interest in actual journalism, wouldn't they note that Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard University, clearly lied and plagiarized on her academic papers and has no business being the president of Harvard University? She's a liar and a fraud, as I was discussing. But ideologically, they must be connected to DEI and all these other things to move an agenda forward, to move a narrative forward. So why in the world would they look at Claudine Gay? Better to look at everybody else talking about her and say, you see, racism is alive and well. That is what happens when you're an idol worshiper. You do not engage honestly. And you lose your soul. 
This brings us to Laura Loomer. Some of you are familiar with the name, some of you not. Um, I, I think she started her career as a, a journalist and then slowly but surely worked herself off the rails. And I, she, she handcuffed herself to the, to the Twitter building when it was still uh, Twitter. And some things she was having a conversation about free speech. And some things she was just well out in left field. The presentation does matter. Well, then she ran for Congress. That did not go well. And then she became all about Trump all the time. All Trump all the time in a way that is, well, it it comes to this video. This interview she's doing on something that looks like North North American TV. I I I never heard of it. I want you to hear it. Because it got uh, pushed out by Donald Trump on Truth Social. Thank you, Laura. I want you to hear this. I want you to hear what she says about Trump and this, to, and then my conversation with you about the idea of people who take their politics as religion. Listen. I have to ask you, Laura, you're, you're single, correct? Yeah. So how intimidating are you for a fellow to ask, to have ask you out? Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like I'm vicious in that sense, but a lot of people just can't handle my lifestyle and I'm very busy. Just, you know, I'll tell you a funny story. I dated somebody one time and uh, they thought that I was, um, you know, too focused on Trump. And they said that I gave, I gave my activism in support of President Trump more attention than I gave them. And it's like, yeah, you're, that's right, because Trump is more important than you. Trump is going to save our country. And so you need to understand that President Trump is more important than you. And if you think that you're more important than President Trump, then you have some kind of like delusional personality disorder. Have to so take that a was backseat. the end of that relationship. But that's President right. Trump's my number one priority right now. <laughs> and, and so he should be. Yeah. Now, if Trump is your number one priority... Okay, but if you're in a relationship with somebody and you tell them, sorry, you don't count, this guy counts, well, first, you shouldn't be in the relationship at all. Secondly, that's not okay if I'm being asked. You can do it. You know, I started with okay, but can we discuss the fact that that's not a way to live a life? I want a conservative value system to win out. I have said, whoever the nominee is, I'm voting. If Trump's the nominee, I'm voting. If Ron DeSantis is the nominee, I'm voting. If Nikki Haley is the nominee, I'm going to hold my nose. Because Nikki Haley is still better than Joe Biden, but Nikki Haley has a lot to answer for, damn it. And you want to talk about disappointed? This, this, oh, I don't care about the Boeing stuff. That's all Vivek Ramaswamy talk. But this, this talk about how uh, the law should stay out of whether children can be mutilated regarding transgender surgery, it, it should be about parents. We now allow parents to abuse their children and sit by and go, oh, well, that's nutty. That is a, a horrific position. You don't believe in, 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 in free uh, speech? Everyone's got to put their name next to what they say on the internet? You said it. You said it exactly like that, uh, Ambassador Haley. Wrong. She was at an event. Do I have this audio? 
She was at an event. Um, was it, I, I saw the clip yesterday, but it might not have been yesterday, where um, somebody uh, said to her, uh, you, you know, sometimes the things uh, that you say, uh, you sound like a Democrat. Sorry. And she just kind of kind of smiles like, oh, jeepers. That's not what I want to hear. Well, then maybe you shouldn't say things that make it sound like a Democrat. You did this to you. That's all I'm saying. But I can't have a relationship with someone because Trump is more important. I don't think this is a conversation of, hey, I'm focused on my business right now. This is a conversation of, this is my religion. That's not healthy. That is, that is not, not, not healthy. That is something I, I couldn't do enough to, to share with you that that should be avoided. I think that one should have an understanding of their politics. And one should uh, never be afraid to be supportive of their candidates or their point of view. But I will sacrifice relationships and my own life in order to support this one guy. Notice she doesn't say beating Biden. Notice she doesn't say engaging uh, uh, a, a, a better society. Trump, Trump's going to save this country. You need to have the fight in you. I agree. But policies are what are necessary. Policies. The, 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 the groundwork. The framework. Not anger. Not retribution. But policies. Now, sometimes the policies in and of themselves are the retribution. I'm telling you, this is not the kind of, of thing I want to see. For people on the political right. This is this is the stuff the left has been doing for years. And now it's on the right? I'm sorry. I don't think this is a good sign. I think this is indicative of the problem. That people have gone from being policy-focused to the idol-worshipper retribution-focused. And I don't think that creates a better society. I understand that they're angry, I am too, and I understand that the left needs to learn that they can't be this abusive on the daily and expect nothing in in response. But the political right has to be about ideas and then sharing how those ideas make things better. And yes, good messengers to the ideas. Can't be about, there's only one person. We did that too long with Reagan. We're making the same mistake if we do that with Trump. And Laura Loomer, um, yeah, I don't see her getting into a relationship anytime soon with attitude like that. This is Tony Katz today. So the Federal Reserve is going to hold. No rate increases, and then they signal three possible rate decreases in 2024, and Wall Street goes absolutely, positively bananas with joy. They are out of their minds, just thrilled 
and overjoyed and screaming. Yes, 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 yes. And some uh, of it was a little more intense than that. Yes, 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 yes. And the market goes up 500 points yesterday, and it went up again uh, uh, earlier. Uh, it, it was up today. They haven't seen proof that rates are going to come down. They just had to hear it. Look, I want it. I just don't know if I believe it. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? I am not a downer. Stop it. Man, I'm telling you, so little makes sense. So little makes sense. The European Central Bank, where, you know, there, there is already recession in Europe. So they never got the soft landing that people like Secretary of the Treasury Janet Yellen are, are predicting like, like she's right. Um, they held rates, but they've also said we're not discussing lowering rates anytime soon. We're not getting into that conversation. No, 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 no. They are keeping the central bank rate there in Europe at 4%. That's where they're keeping it. And they are not making any type of, of announcement that, um, they are looking at lowering rates. They, she was asked, so should we lower our guard? We ask ourselves that question. No, we should absolutely not lower our guard. I think that's what people read into Jerome Powell saying that they're penciling in three rate cuts in 2024. And if those were quarter point cuts, it would bring it down, you know, three quarters of, of a point, three quarters of a percent. That would be seen as just glorious uh, for, for banks in terms of the lending, uh, mortgages, uh, etc. That's That's true. But until it's done, nothing's done. And Jerome Powell has been the one to pour the water on Wall Street and say, guys, what are, you, what are you even talking about? Right now, we're beneficiaries from a lack of spending from D.C. because Republicans are still holding the line in the House. If these Democrats were able to spend the way they wanted to spend, we'd still be raising interest rates. And there's nothing that states that there won't be a recession there's a whole conversation that there are multiple states within the United States that are already in recession, but that's not really the way we, we, we do the figuring. We see companies like Etsy dropping uh, force. Uh, GM's Cruise, um, uh, which is a uh, part of, of, of General Motors, of course, laying off 900. We're not talking about like the, the, the makers of a, of a specific vehicle. It's just, it, it's this robot taxi uh, uh, a fleet. 900 people being laid off, 24% of the workforce. It is a robo taxi startup. Did I or did I not say just the other day that all this automation freaking me out? The layoffs are happening still adjusting to the new economic future. So here I've got Wall Street screaming and yelling and just overjoyed, but I have the reality of Main Street. And these two things are not meshing. So good, rates are gonna hold. And wouldn't it be nice if, if, if indeed rates did go down in 2024? I won't complain, I'll cheer it, but I'll believe it when I see it. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today.
as we've been discussing, the border is the biggest story in America. And of course, we're seeing massive surges in places you don't normally see them. Uh, the, the places people are coming across the border, legally and illegally, if you will, checkpoints and, and, and non-checkpoints, are places that are easier to traverse. That's why you see more movement in Brownsville, McAllen, places like that, than you see in, in spots of Arizona and New Mexico. It's harder to travel to those areas. It's much more land to cover. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. You just have to look at a map to be able to see that reality. But we're seeing more and more of these surges and thousands of people getting on trains and other things making their way to the United States. What we're seeing as ahead of the holidays is massive. And for everything going on with, with the terrorists, Hamas attacking Israel, what we're seeing with the NDAA here in, in America passing the Senate, we'll see what happens with the House, the possibility of impeachment of, of Joe Biden, the, the economic questions as we're seeing the markets go up, the possibility of rates going down, these are all big stories, but I refuse to allow anything to take my eye off the prize, which is the southern border is the biggest story in America. The southern border is where the most danger is coming from. The southern border is not properly taken care of, and we do not have the policies in place, not policy, right? The people screaming for we need comprehensive immigration reform. Pfft, that doesn't mean anything. What means something is actual policies to handle all the pieces. And all the pieces involve border patrol and their well-being, the amount of people you need to actually do the job, that they can do the job that they were trained to do, not engage these other humanitarian efforts, and recognize the toll that it's taking on them. So as we cover Border Week, presented by Americans for Prosperity, americansforprosperity.org, I spoke with Randy Grimes, former center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who has had uh, a whole history of dealing with, with addiction due to, to pain medication from his playing days, has written a book about it called Off Center, and after spending some time at the border, learned that some of these, some of these Border Patrol agents are dealing with the same kinds of issues mentally, about, about, about being depressed, the morale being low, because they can't do their job. And he actually started a, a group, uh, uh, Sports Legends Helping uh, Border Heroes and, and, and wanting to bring attention uh, to this. So I spoke with Randy Grimes, uh, formerly of the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, uh, about how he got involved with working with those on the border and wanting to help those border agents. You had uh, it, certainly an interesting career, 10 years at Center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's it's almost from, from that that you got involved with what Americans for Prosperity does regarding the border and these border trips because you got, if I have it right, you got invited at the behest of Chief Clem, who is the border sector chief for the Yuma sector, because there had been a rash of suicides and a morale issue going on at the border. And you know something about this, having had your own uh, struggle, if not continued struggle, uh, with, with, a, with an opioid addiction. Uh, what happened when Chief Clem gave you a call? Well, you know, and, and believe me, I was already a supporter of the Border Patrol. And uh, I, I shared in their frustration just by the news reports and different things that I was hearing. And to get a call from him uh, and, and, and to 
to hear directly from him that, you know, morale was low. These guys didn't think anybody were, were supporting them. Uh, you know, I was worried about what they were taking home to their families and what it was doing to their mental health. And uh, I just saw it as a great opportunity to go out and, you know, share my struggles with them and, and give them some hope. First of all, that we do support them. You know, there's a lot of people out there that supports what they're doing and what they're trying to do and what they can't do and all that. But also that I wanted to let them know that it's okay to not be okay, but you got to ask for help, you know, and I knew they were going through struggles. Uh, I, I knew that, that, um, uh, about the suicides and all that. And uh, I just wanted to be a part of it and offer my assistance in, in, in whatever capacity that might be, you know? So, and you had your, your story, you know, 10 years in the NFL, uh, the battles uh, on the field, the pain, the pills to deal with the pain. And that led to you for an addiction. It's something that you write about in your book off center, uh, which is available at Amazon, wherever fine books are sold, I assume. Uh, and, and so was, was the, was the topic relatable to them? Did they see in you somebody who understood the kind of fight and morale issues that they're having? I think so. I think uh, the fact that uh, I'd been to those deep, dark places that depression takes you, uh, not, not that uh, any of them were struggling with substance abuse, but you never know. You know, sometimes, you know, we as we as a nation are, 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 are quick to self-medicate a lot of our problems. And I wanted to jump on that in case that was happening anywhere. But I just wanted to share, you know, what it was like to not have the uniform anymore. And, uh, you know, I call it transitional trauma. And, uh, you know, uh, those guys were going through so much at the time and still are. Uh, I just thought that my my journey would be relevant and and also that of my wife, you know, that what she put up with and the boundaries that she had to set. And, uh, you know, it it was a success. The guys really related to it. They loved it. Uh, we, we've been back several different times and uh, it just resonates with them. So when, when you are talking to Randy Grimes, former uh, football player with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, now uh, counsels the people regarding uh, addiction, the, the name of your, your group, sir? Uh, it's Borders, Border uh, Legends. I'm sorry. Sports Legends Supporting Border Heroes. Sports Legends Supporting Border Heroes. Right. So it's this is where you've kind of put your work because you went down to the border. You saw what was happening and for you, is that like, okay, I'm here to help them, but I just discovered that this is a bigger issue than I ever imagined? Well, you, you, you just don't know until you see it with your own eyes. You know, you see it on the news. You see all the people lined up. You see the guys working hard. You, you, you hear about them being pulled out of the field and into the office. But until you see it firsthand, you just don't realize what a massive scale is going on down there as far as people and 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 logistics and everything and it just it blew my mind you know really it still blows my mind every time i go to the border i see something different that these guys are going through and it just it it amazes me that they can pull that off day in and day out but it, it, the the subject that uh, if if you ask people 
uh, and and you go over it with people as I do on, on radio. I've only done one border visit. You've done, I think, uh, six or seven. You're about to do, I think, think your eighth. Um, right. it, while the, the subject of sex trafficking comes up very often, the idea of children coming up by themselves, it is the fentanyl conversation. And it's the idea that fentanyl is coming through the legal ports of entry, as often gets discussed. But that doesn't mean it's not coming through illegally. Uh, your research, as you've been uh, talking to these uh, Border Patrol uh, agents, is that how bad is the problem? I don't think we really know. I think, I think you know, so much is getting through. That, I mean, we're in the middle of an epidemic that is, is taking an entire generation of kids away from us right now, right before our eyes, and we cannot stop it. There's so much fentanyl coming in, and it's, you know, fentanyl is a one-and-done thing. You know, you only get one chance at it, and uh, if, if, if you get the wrong thing, then that's it. Um, you know, I always carry around tons and tons of Narcan. I've got probably 15 or 20 in my bag at all time because you just never know when you're going to roll up on somebody who has accidentally taken that, that uh, what they thought was a Percocet or that what they thought was a Xanax. Or, have you ever used Narcan? Have you ever actually seen it? Oh, absolutely. Yes, I have. Yeah, it's a, it's a life-saving drug. And with fentanyl, it sometimes it takes, you know, whereas... With heroin, it used to only take one or two uh, Narcans to get somebody back. And with fentanyl, you know, you never know. It could take four, five, six. You just never know. I mean, it's such a dangerous drug. And it's just so cheap and so readily available. And it's everywhere. You know, it's everywhere. We asked this question of, of the policy people talking to Randy Grimes former uh, center with the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, now working uh, with uh, Border Patrol to uh, help them and bolster them in their efforts and, and their work. Um, it, it, it seems radical that as a nation, we haven't come together to say, okay, on this, if anything else on the border, on this subject, we can, we can stop uh, the fentanyl coming in to the country, whether it's about who's coming across illegally, whether it's about changing those policies, changing those procedures, whether it's about issues with China, whatever the case may be. But it hasn't happened yet. Have you ever spoken to lawmakers and asked, what's the problem here? Why can't we get this done? It's so hard to get their ear on that because they don't want to admit that there's a problem. And, and you know, it's like it's almost like the, the cartels don't even really push the drugs anymore because they're so easily to get so easy to get them into the country and get them into the hands of the people that they need to, that they focus all their attention on the human smuggling. Now, they're making more money in the human smuggling part of this. But the fentanyl is the one that's killing, uh, killing our, uh, our our young generation. And and uh, that's what we have to get a hold on. And. You know, it's there's there's no telling how much of that stuff is already out there in the country. We already know uh, the overdose deaths is going to be a sky high number this year. And it's going to it's going to probably be a number that's been deflated when, in fact, it's going to be closer, probably the uh, 200,000 people. That I, have- I, when, when I was in the border, I was in McAllen uh, and and it was the first time that I heard that the smuggling operations of people is more profitable to the cartels than uh, the the fentanyl. You just brought that up as well. Is is there data on on this or is this the same way I get it? And I trust it. 
don't get me wrong, the anecdotal from Border Patrol that say you will not believe what is going on. Uh, you know, I don't know about the data, but, you know, based on what the Border Patrol sees and what they hear, word of mouth and all that, that's where I get my information. And I have to believe that these guys know what they're talking about. And really, it makes sense. You know, it's so much easier just to to to, to fill a van full of people, run them up to the border, make sure they get through the fence and than it is to worry about camouflaging somebody up, trying to get them into an area where there aren't any border patrol, uh, you know, making sure they get to the next contact in the States. Um, the, the risk reward is just so much greater with, uh, with uh, human smuggling. So a sports legend supporting border heroes, how did this organization come uh, into existence? I think it came into existence with that first meeting with uh, with Chief Clem out in Yuma. You know, we didn't know at the time what we were going to do with it. We just knew we wanted to go out and support these guys in green, get men and women in green. And uh, we it just kind of evolved from there that, you know, we needed to start going to all the sectors. We needed to get in front of as many of these guys as, and girls as we can and let them know that we support them, that what they're doing is 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 awesome. And um that they're not alone out there. And, and of course, my message to them all was that it's okay to not be okay, but you got to raise your hand and ask for help because there is help available for these people, you know? Uh, now, in, in the organization, I, I know there, there's you, of course. Can you name any other people who have joined in, heard what you're doing, said, hey, how can I be a be of service? Well, we've got some great people. Dan Pastorini, Mike Barber. We've got Brian Erlocker, Nick Lowry. Uh, we've got a whole host of people. Uh, Jason Starkey, um, a whole host of, of, of former players who who support this. Uh, uh, my son-in-law was a right-handed pitcher with the Washington Nationals, Garrett Mock. He's, uh, he's, he's a supporter. He's going with us as well. Uh, we've just got a whole... A group of great guys that's growing all the time. The more we get the word out, the more guys want to be involved with it. And uh, I'm just, I'm really proud of, of what we've been able to pull together in a, sh in a short time. My thanks to Randy Grimes uh, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The book Off Center, you can get that at Amazon.com, wherever fine books are sold. Multiple pieces at play when we talk about the border. And all of it matters. And it does matter that we've got these Border Patrol agents that aren't able to do the job they were trained to do and asked to do because they're busy doing another job because the system is overwhelmed and Congress isn't acting to make it easier on them to do the job that they're assigned to do. They are being, they're being worked in a way that they're not trained for. And the demands on them during this work are insane. We're not treating them well, so the morale is low, so therefore, more issues occur. And very much so, in, in, in my view, it, it seems purposeful to, to the concepts of deflation to be able to allow more people to cross with impunity. This is no way to run a country. No way to run a border. And it's why the border is the biggest issue in America. Can't say it enough. This is Tony Katz today. If you're in central Indiana this weekend, Saturday, 
good times. We're taking my Eat, Drink, Smoke show, Scar Bourbon, a radio show. It's heard all across the country. Bring it on the road here in Indiana to Brownsburg, a place called Premier Arms. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So Eat, Drink, Smoke at Premier Arms. Fantastic! It's a gun shop. It's a jewelry store. It does a little bit of everything. It's super cool. And we're doing the show live there from 3 to 5 p.m. on Saturday. December 16th at Premier Arms and Hotel Tango Distillery is going to be there. We're going to be doing samples of bourbon and rye, everything that they've got. We're going to have jewelry uh, where 10% of your of, of your purchase price will go to helping veterans and families, HVAF, the, this organization here in central Indiana. We're going to have some some uh, raffle uh, opportunities. Food will be there. Uh, Greek's Pizzeria, which I, I do some work with wonderful people. Uh, we'll be getting pizzas from them. It's just going to be a fantastic afternoon. You get to shop local. You get to help veterans. You get some great deals. You get to learn a lot about bourbon. You can learn about firearms, learn about jewelry, learn about cigars. Have a good time. Bring the whole family, husbands and wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, grandmas, grandpas, abuelas, everybody. Head on down. I, I hope to see you there. So 3754 South Green Street. That's where Premier Arms is. PremierArms.com. 3754 South Green Street. 3 p.m. Saturday, December 16th with Hotel Tango Distillery, with HVAF, helping veterans and families. Pizza from Greek's Pizzeria. And copies of my book, Let's Go Bourbon and Let's Go Barbecue, signed and available for Christmas. It's going to be terrific. Premier Arms, Brownsburg, a live eat, drink, smoke. We're going to be smoking cigars. Hope to see you there. Get more information at premierarms.com. This is Tony Katz today.